When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hello, 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 and welcome. This is Talk the Plank, episode 41 of Pittsburgh Pirates podcast on SB Nation's Bucks Dugout. I'm Nathan Hirsch, and today we got Jake here. Radio Jake, what's going on? Oh, dude, nothing much. I had myself a fine Sunday, played a softball game with some friends, and in the midst of it, heard that our man Yoshi Sutsutsugio walked it mm-hmm. off against the division rival cards. It's a great day in Bucks Nation. How was your Sunday, Nate? Not too bad. I worked earlier, and uh, I've just kind of been chilling out for the rest of the day. Um, how'd you do in softball? Hit any taters? Uh, I came close a few times, but I made a diving catch to end it all. So I'll take that instead of okay. a, instead of a game. All right. Good stuff. Yeah. Exciting game from the Pirates today. I mean, it really wasn't all that exciting until the last inning. But, uh, yeah, they walk it off in the ninth. Yoshi hits a three-run bomb to give the Pirates a 4-3 to three win. The Pirates are now 48-83. and 83. And by Pirates' standards... They're on a bit of a hot streak right now. They've won six out of their last ten games. So uh, anytime the Pirates beat the Cardinals, it's a good day. Split this series, two wins, two losses. But overall against the Cardinals, they won, what is it, four of their last seven. So you love to see that. And uh, sandwiched in between those Cardinals series were obviously – the Diamondbacks series in which the Pirates won two out of three. Still couldn't get the sweep. Still no sweeps this year, but uh, pretty good. Pretty good day in Bucko land, like you said, with the walk-off home run. Um, Alex Ray, or, uh, yeah, Alex Reyes 
blew the save, walked two batters, and then Yoshi came up, got a cement mixer slider, and he destroyed that ball. So uh, three-run shot, not quite in the river, but it was out of the park. It was really, it was a really majestic blast. And uh, yeah, it was a good win for the old Buckos. Anytime you see St. Louis blow a game like that, you'll love to see it. Yeah, I mean, nothing Nothing feels better than, A, taking a series from a division rival, especially one like the Cardinals. But, you know, I got to give credit where credit's due. Yoshi Satsugo is one of Ben's – and I know it's still early, and we all know the, the Nagowski effect, how he kind of tatered off. But I th- I love this whole Satsugo uh, pickup that we've had. And Jason Mackey of the Post-Gazette actually made a really good point about Satsugo. I'd have to find it. Um, amongst his various uh, amongst his various tweets today oh yeah he's got a 1.407 OPS this month and I think that's actually the best on the team uh, in, in recent memory so he's doing his job I know his his batting average says otherwise but at the same time he's doing really well and I think he's fitting in well with the Pirates and I think I think this whole change of scenery for him from the Dodgers to Pittsburgh, I think helps a lot. And it, I wrote, you know, I wrote a story about that on Bucks dugout a few weeks ago that with the difference in pitching that the NL central brings, you know, not too many pitchers that are focused on heat, more or less location and break. I think Satsuko could fare well with that just because he's seen a lot of that over in uh, the KBO and, you know, all, all these other areas that he played in. So I think this, it, it was a right move by the Pirates to go and get him, and he's making it look really good by now. I hope it, uh, you know, he's, he, he keeps on doing what he does and that he continues to fit in with the Pirates because I would love to see, uh, you know, say the DH comes to the NL in, the, in mm-hmm. a year or two, I would love to see Yoshi Satsugo fit in that place. Um, obviously, that's still up for discussion, but, yeah, I, I love the way I love watching him play. I love the way the Pirates handled the series. I know yesterday was a bit of a bleak night and sort of, you know, it didn't help us at all, you know, gain momentum for today. But overall, we bounced back really well. Another player I want to shout out, Chad Cool. Ever since his move to the bullpen, yep. has looked sharp from there. And I, I think you and I both saw this coming that he would be more utilized efficiently as a bullpen guy. And he's he's making that move look really well. And that's just judging from his string of starts where he'd do fine for a few innings. And then as the game evolved, he started crumbling a little bit. So I think this move to the bullpen sort of helped him. It um, helped the Pirates tenfold, I would say, because long relief is something they desperately needed. And with Chad Cole, his effectiveness, I think it was a good move. So uh, he helped in the win today. David Bednar obviously looked sharp. Uh, Chris Stratton, 5-0 and on the, se- on the season right now. He's still yeah, looking I good. That. That, I, that surprised me. That was funny. <laughs> Wait, uh, Chris Stratton getting the win? No, just the fact that he's 5-0 and undefeated. Obviously, record <laughs> don't matter, but that's just funny to me. Struck oh, out yeah. the side, too. Looks sharp. Yeah, and he looked sharp all season long. Uh, unfortunately, though, one of the bad things, keep Brian Hayes, another wrist injury. Luckily, it's just a contusion after evaluation. Yeah. They're going to keep looking at it. But, man, keep Brian Hayes, do we start thinking about him as maybe an injury threat? Um, I mean, it's, it's a good question. I just think this season, this has kind of been a lost year for him. I mean, he has played pretty well like when he plays. But, yeah, you know, missed the first 
few months, and now he's probably going to miss a little bit of time. Even if they shut him down for the rest of the year, I, I wouldn't mind all that much. But uh, I just think we'll see next year. Um, hopefully he can have a nice, clean, healthy season next year. But right now, I think I think it'd, it'd be all right just to shut him down a little bit. We'll see how serious it is, though. But, yeah, just uh, mentioning Yoshi, you said it. The sample size is obviously really small, and um, he has to do it for longer. 27 plate appearances before today's game. But, yeah, he was slugging a 1,000 before today's game, and that probably went up a little higher after the home run today. He's going to be a free agent this offseason. I really would like to see the Pirates bring him back, um, like you said, as a DH perhaps, plays first base. Probably not the greatest outfielder, but I mean, if you're if you're in the lineup and you're hitting the way that he's hit for the Pirates so far, um, you got to get him in the lineup any way you can. But yeah, three thirty three, four oh seven, a thousand on the slugging. That was before today's game, and uh, you kind of compared him to Nagalski a little bit. The big difference, I would say, is just that Yoshi's got pop. Nagalski, it was fun. He hit some singles, but with uh with Yoshi he he can hit the home run and hopefully he keeps that going like like we said 27 plate appearances before today but uh we'll see i mean they're going to get a nice look at him as the season draws to a close and perhaps at worst like when you kind of project a future role for him at worst i would say he's a power threat off the bench so um, and he's, he's been hitting pinch hit home runs too. So that's, that's fun. And, um, yeah, hit the home run today to win it. I don't know if you saw, but someone posted the, uh, the Cardinals broadcast of that walk off home run and just <laughs> the disappointment in his voice was just so delicious. I loved hearing it. Um, it was great, but yeah. Chad Cole in the bullpen. Heck, yes. Long relief. Two innings today. Only gave up a hit. He definitely has super um, reliever ace type talent, especially out of the bullpen. He can ramp it up even more. Although I will say as a starter, he uh, always ramped it up anyway. I don't think he's ever held anything back. But get that fastball in the mid to high 90s. That'd be nice. The slider is nice, obviously. And... Yeah, adding Cole to the bullpen, I mean, it, it definitely revamped the bullpen because after trading Rich Rod and Austin Davis and um, who, what other bullpen piece did they trade? Someone else. I Clay Holmes. Clay Holmes, which whatever. But uh, Cole has definitely revamped this bullpen, and it's starting to look closer to the beginning of the season bullpen, I would say, rather than – how it was about a month ago. Uh, it's still not good, obviously, but cool in the bullpen is definitely nice for sure. And uh, speaking of the Austin Davis trade, Michael Chavis has been pretty nice with the Buccos so far. Um, just looking it up right now. Didn't play today, I don't believe. Didn't, no, he didn't play today. No, he got hurt, I think, yesterday, and I think they're just keeping him out for, for college. Yeah, day to day. But, uh, yeah, so far with the Pirates, once again, only 22 plate appearances, but 364 average, 591 slugging. Hasn't walked yet, so the uh, on base is the same as the average, but he had a home run. 
Uh, he has a few doubles. So he, he's looked nice, too, and I like him at second base. It kind of adds a little pop at a position where you don't normally see that type of pop. He kind of gives me some uh, some Dan Ugla vibes. Not quite, <laughs> not quite as big in the biceps, but just a, a power threat at second base and first base, too. That's also where he could play. But I've liked uh, what I've seen from him. Some of these new buckos, I mean, not too shabby. Not too shabby. Cole Tucker got called up. And uh, we should also mention that we kind of did the uh, Gregory Polanco see you later pod on the last one, episode 40. You can check that out. But uh, officially released. And um, it, it pretty much had to happen. I'm a bit sad, but it is what it is. Basically, we covered everything on the last podcast when it comes to Gregory Polanco, but just want to throw in that I hope he finds a role with another team and has success. I will be rooting for him. Yeah, I mean, he's a good guy. A lot of people love him, obviously, a good clubhouse, a good clubhouse mindset to have. And, and you know, it's, that was one of the things they talked about with his release as his mentality during this rough stretch with the Pirates. You know, he's been pretty much through the ringer no matter what, both personally and with the team. But, yeah, he kept a positive mindset every which way. So I got to give it to him for that. I think no matter where he goes, he's going to be well-respected by just about everybody on that team. Uh, I'm not sure who exactly would pick him up just because of his numbers. And, I mean, dude's injury injured a lot. But I hope that he does find a team to go to uh, relatively soon and hopefully a contender because dude deserves, and I hate saying this because I know I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for it, but the guy deserves a championship of some sort just because of all the work he put in over the years and all the shit he took from all of us Pirates fans and stuff and you know all that other stuff. He, he may have sucked for the Pirates, but he's still deserving of a, of a shot. And um, I'm just, I, I wonder, and Nathan, you might be able to answer this. Why did they ultimately release him now? when they could have just DFA'd him however long ago and all that. Is it just because, you know, maybe the deadline's a little closer to August 31st? And I think that's when if somebody signs a player could be playoff, uh, he might be eligible for playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the big thing. Um, Obviously whenever he was put on waivers and no team claimed him, I'm pretty sure obviously the pirates did not want that getting out and it kind of leaked and that created the story with him. But I think the main thing you kind of said it yourself is if a team picks him up, he would be playoff eligible, which I mean, we'll see if a team picks him up. I'm sure a team will. I really hope so. I I mean, he's, he's got, he's going to, play again i don't know if it's going to be this season but definitely like next year kind of mentioned it before he's going to get a minor league contract and um he'll go from there but yeah i don't know it it was the whole thing was strange in general how the first report leaked that he was on waivers and then not even a week later he gets just straight up released um and then I did kind of feel bad his uh, his comments about how, you know, it sucks getting booed. It sucks when the fans aren't with you. But on the other hand, he was just flat out terrible. And he has been pretty much since his terrible shoulder injury. But 
we'll see what happens. I'm rooting for him. But, yeah, if, I mean, if you can't catch on with the Pirates, there's not a lot of teams that you could probably catch on with. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, and I think you put, provide a good explanation for that. You know, who knows? I, I'm sure a team will take a waiver on him uh, in the offseason, take a flyer, try to, you know, try to rejuvenate his career a little bit. And I think he could just – he's just got to have the right mindset. And I think a pressure change of scenery I think will do him justice. So I wish Gregory Polanco the best of luck. Hopefully he takes his out his cup of coffee somewhere else and mm-hmm. does pretty well for them. So, yeah. For sure. Um, another thing that I really enjoyed about – beating the Cardinals is we are helping to decrease their playoff odds at 66 and 63 right now. They're three and a half games back of the final wild card spot. Uh, Cincinnati currently has that second spot. They jumped San Diego, which very surprising to me, but uh, I want to see San Diego beat out the Reds for that last spot. And I definitely, if, if there was a team that I had to pick to not make it at all, it would be the Cardinals first and foremost. But hopefully the Padres can jump the Reds. But, yeah, it's just, oh, it's just nice to beat the Cardinals. It really is because they get so bent out of shape. Fans do anytime they lose, and they, they have such a superiority complex of, oh, yeah, we're the Cardinals. <laughs> um, they suck. Their team sucks. You lost to the Pirates four out of seven games in a week and a half span. You suck. So, go Buccos. Cardinals suck. Just wanted to uh, point that out. Um, We can look ahead to the schedule here. The Pirates have an off day tomorrow. And then, fun little series, they go to the White Sox uh, for two games, I believe. Starting Tuesday, yeah, it'll be Tuesday and Wednesday. Not a great pitching matchup for the Pirates in either. They have to face off against the White Sox, pretty much two best pitchers. And Lucas Giolito, Tuesday night, he'll oppose Bryce Wilson, who, another guy, another trade guy. I've liked what I've seen from Wilson. He hasn't been, like, super great, but uh, there's some things to like in his game. Um, And then on Wednesday we get to see the Mitch Keller experience against Carlos Rodon, who has really rejuvenated his career this season. He's 10 and five with a 2.43 ERA, 163 strikeouts in how many innings? 114 innings. He's been really good limiting walks as well. Just 31 walks. Rodon has been great. So it's going to be a tough little series for the Pirates. If I had to guess, they're not going to win either game. But maybe they can get to Giolito a little bit. As we remember, he uh, he no-hit the Pirates last season. But I'm pretty sure the Pirates saw Giolito earlier this year. Yep, they did. He went six innings, gave up two earned. Um, so not completely dominant, but... He pitched pretty well. The Pirates actually won that game, though, 6-3. to three. So we'll ha- we'll see what happens. And then uh, after that series, looking ahead a little, a little further, the Pirates will be at Wrigley to take on the Cubs. The new look, no stars, Cubs. Four-game series. Um, so we'll see what happens there. We'll see if the Pirates can uh, take advantage of the Cubs, who are not really good. Uh, they suck too. 
in August. How many how many straight games did they lose there at the beginning of the month? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. They lost twelve straight games. Lately, they've been a little bit better, but uh, yeah, they're not good either. So we'll see if the Pirates can stack up some wins there. It's probably not going to be great against the White Sox, but the Cubs will see. So yeah, that's a, that's a fun little six game road trip in. Chicago only. <laughs> Pirates are going to be in Chicago all next week, so that's that's kind of fun, I guess. I mean, yeah, I, I think that Cubs series is going to be the best the best time for us. Um, I think the Cubs, yeah, they're they're actually less than ten games ahead of us in the standings. So wouldn't it be funny if the Cubs lose out, Pirates house somehow usurp them in the standings and take fourth out of instead of fifth i think that right there should deserve a title in of itself but uh the white Sox, that's going to be a bit of a bit of a rough patch of things i'm actually going to go the optimistic route i think we are going to have trouble against giolito but i'll say we actually do pretty well against rodon i i mean we we play down to teams that suck against us but then we somehow step up to teams that are better than us and sometimes yeah and i think this is going to be an area where we do that um it's going to be Tough. It's not like we're going to blow out Rodon, but I mean, he's he's coming off an injury, isn't he, Rodon? I believe so. Yeah, he was injured for a while there. So I will take that and run with it and say that I think the Pirates are going to do pretty well against him. Uh, Giolito obviously giving us a bit of trouble. Um, I do want to see Bryce Wilson get his first win as a Pirate, though. I think that'd be nice to see. Um, I think uh, Chicago. I think we're going to see Dylan Pete or. Wow, yeah, because they're both in Chicago. I think the Cubs, we're going to see Dylan Peters get his first win in a Pirates uniform. He's actually been pretty good for us lately. All right. I don't know about like what you, what you think about him, but I'm very impressed with what I'm seeing from Dylan Peters so far. Yeah, he's he's been pretty good. Um, nice little lefty in the rotation. You love to see that. What what day did he pitch? It was – Was it Friday? What uh yeah he pitched friday got the loss but how did he do in that game let me just see here i'm looking it up um in that game he went five gave up three earned didn't walk anyone you love to see that he's been he's been all right with the pirates him and uh bryce wilson who i'm looking at right now bryce wilson three six oh era with the buckos um Let's see, Dylan Peters here. Dylan Peters has started how many games? Three games with the Pirates, 14 and two-thirds innings, 3.07 ERA, and that small sample size. Ten strikeouts to just four walks, not a ton of strikeouts, but, uh, yeah, he's been all right. He's been a nice little innings eater for the Pirates in his short time here, and we're at the point of the season where you just – see what guys can do what and Peters is one of those guys I'd rather see someone like Dylan Peters than say I don't know I'm just trying to think of Cody Ponce crappy pitchers that yeah sorry Cody but yeah Cody Ponce um yeah for sure so um I will say the Pirates schedule was pretty pretty brutal in August, uh, to an extent, you know, they played Milwaukee a bunch of times. They played the Dodgers, 
handled St. Louis, but um, they played the Giant. No, that was July. Um, St. Louis, yeah. I just want to say the schedule coming up is it gets a little light. After the White Sox, like I said, four with the Cubs, all winnable. Then they come home and host Detroit. Those are winnable. Although Detroit's been like sneakily kind of good this year. They're 62 and 69. So we'll see what happens. The Pirates played Detroit earlier this season, I remember, and uh, didn't lose all of the games. They won some. But Detroit, and then they host Washington, who traded their good players. So they kind of stink too. Three with Cincinnati, that'll be tough. Cincinnati has just kicked the crap out of the Pirates all year long. Uh, But then they go to Miami, another pretty bad team. Three more with Cincinnati. At Philly, which Philly... They're hit or miss. Yeah, hit or miss, you're right. And then uh, more with the Cubs, and they end the season at Cincinnati. But the schedule in September is... It's not that tough. I'm not going to say the Pirates are going to win more games than they lose, but there's a chance that they can hover around 500 or so for the month. And uh, those overbetters, over 59 and a half, we've been keeping tabs on it all year long. (laughs) It's going to be tight. It's going to be tight going down to it. The Pirates right now, what are they, 43? 48 and 83. 48 and 83. So... Just do a quick, quick little math here. Forty-eight plus <laughs> three. Forty-eight divided by one thirty-one times one sixty-two. Okay, they're on a fifty-nine win pace exactly right now. Okay, so we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see if they can get that over. I would like to see them get six wins at least. I would like to see them not lose a hundred games. That would be fine too. I think in terms of uh, supporting the tank, pretty much I, the Pirates are, I would say, they're they're just they're sitting there in that fourth spot. And the difference between fourth and fifth is a decent chunk. So the Pirates pretty much have the fourth spot, maybe the third spot. Definitely not first or second. <laughs> Baltimore is just... They're 40 and 89, so the Pirates are like eight games in front of them, eight or so wins in front of them. So they're not getting that first pick, but I think fourth at the worst is pretty much locked down. So just give me give me 63 wins. Give me 63 and 99. I would be happy with that. That's a safe bet, and I think that's definitely achievable with a light schedule coming up in September. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think with when it comes to supporting the tank, I think with getting the first overall pick last year and then this year it seems like we're going to sit top five, I yeah. I wouldn't be too upset with that, really. No. And I, that's why like I hate when people say, no, we need to continue losing as many games as possible. Look, getting the first, number, first overall pick this year would probably catch MLB on fire, and it, it's not... <laughs> it, it doesn't – I don't think it would happen at all. And if people still think that would, would happen, I would tell them to slow their roll just a little bit and settle for maybe the second, third, or fourth overall pick. I mean, who knows what's going to happen. We're going to probably get a decent pick no matter what, and I hope we do. But, I mean, when it comes to this with the team of – I'm going to say it misfits, and I don't mean to say it in a <laughs> negative connotation. 
you know, winning games is never a bad thing with this sort of team, especially that's dealt with a lot of question marks in some positions this year and is going through pretty much a roster shakeup. I wouldn't be too mad at all if, if they continue to win games. I think, if anything, that should spe- shed some positive light going forward for the Pirates, and I think it should be encouraged. And I'm going to spread that until the day I die. I think it should be encouraged that the Pirates are actually winning some games now, whether it's short-lived or long-lived. Right. No, I agree with that 100%. At at one point, I was Team Tank. I wanted that first overall pick, but I just think that's not – it's not achievable at the moment. So, like I said, they're pretty much locked into four right now. They would have to win a lot of games to not be, which I don't see happening. So, I'm going to cheer for them to win as many games as possible going down the stretch. I don't want to see 100 losses. And like you said, it'll – I don't really think momentum into the next season is a thing, but it would put a better taste in our mouths going into the offseason if the Pirates are able to win win some games this month, and I think they will. Let me ask you this. Of the new Pirates that they've gotten from the trade deadline deals slash random pickups like Yoshi, who has been your favorite Pirate to watch, new Pirates? Are we including John Nagowski in this? Yeah, you can if you want. Okay, I'll I'll exclude him just so I think because everybody knew that I loved John Nagowski when we first <laughs> got him, so I'll exclude him for this. Um, it's really a toss up because there's a few people that I actually love listening or love watching on the Pirates right now um, that we picked up. Yoshi obviously is a fan yep. favorite. Um, Dylan Peters, I am really loving just because of his efficiency. He doesn't rely on the strikeout. He once he pitches to contact, he's a racier just dream. And <laughs> I think he's really executing it. He's another lefty in our rotation, and I love seeing that. Uh, Bryce Wilson, obviously a highly touted prospect coming from the Braves. Um, I think if I had to narrow it down to one, I would say Peters just because he's been very effective on the mound, and he's lefty. We don't really see too much of that with the Pirates. So I'm going to go with him as my probably favorite as of right now. That's cool. I'm going to go with Chavis. Um, he kind of, I said he gives me Dan Ugla vibes. He also kind of gives me like Steve Pierce vibes a little bit, like batting stance. Yes. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I just love middle infielders with pop, and strikeouts have been the biggest bugaboo for uh, Chavis. But 22 plate appearances so far with the Pirates. He's only struck out four times, so if he can limit the strikeouts, he's not really a walks guy. Um, even his rookie season when he was pretty good with Boston, his on base was only 322, and he's never really come close to that since that was in 2019. But, yeah, I like what I've seen from him. Only 26 years old, so he's still pretty young, and... We'll see. We'll see what happens with him. Also, Yoshi, I mean, five home runs with the Pirates. Can't, yeah. Can't beat that. He's been electric. Five home runs and only 30 plate appearances. I mean, what? what's better than that? Um, 30 plate appearances? Like 30, 31 plate appearances. So he's been nice as well. And I do like Bryce Wilson. I do like what I've seen from Peters. I've honestly liked what I've seen from pretty much everyone. We know uh, – Hoy Park got sent down to the minor leagues, but even him in his short time, he kind of struggled there towards the end. But I, I like what I see from him. 
um, like he's a step up from the Kai Toms and Dustin Fowlers of the oh, world. So, yeah. So I I like a lot of these new acquisitions uh, so far, and they've kind of added a little spice to the team, and they've been fun to watch to an if extent. I, if I can throw in, watching Diego Castillo, if we're going to talk about the Holmes trade a little bit, who we got yeah. there, watching Diego Castillo in Altoona, because I've been, been to a few of those games that he's played, dude goes up there and he's not patient. He And I, I don't say that in a bad way. He goes up there and he's looking to get on base, and he's I think he actually – he actually like I want to say, and I, I don't. I think this is a pretty accurate description. Whenever he or whenever I went to a, one of the most recent games, had like an up and in fastball. It wasn't like it was super slow. It was a decent speed. Clocked it to left center and ran it out for a double. So he's he's got a little bit of pop to his swing, and I love seeing that considering the Pirates are sort of a power hungry team. Um, I think that he's got a promising future. And I think if anything out of this entire Clay Holmes deal, I think he's the one that we're going to be talking about going forward. Hoy Park. Yeah, he's doing fine, but I think Diego Castillo with his recent string of success in Altoona. And I think as he progresses and evolves throughout the pirate system, I think he's going to be a huge threat and a threat that nobody really thought that was going to blossom as much as he will. I hope that happens. Um, Obviously, there's a big jump between Double A and the MLB, but you know, with the way with the way he's been playing down there in Double A, I am ex- I am excited for when he finally reaches the big stage because I feel like he's going to be a very big force to reckon with, especially against these NL Central pitchers. Barring them, you know, getting these teams sort of picking up more flamethrowers and they stick with their normal, uh, the, the normal. Uh, what's the what am I? I'm trying to think of a good name for him, but there are a lot of the pitchers that throw like curveballs or breaking balls, and stuff like that. What? Yeah, um, but yeah, he's. I, I just wanted to throw that in there because I feel like we don't highlight the you know the young the minor leagues a little bit, and if we do, we maybe touch on the surface of AAA a little bit. But yeah, Diego Castillo, from what I've seen, he's been looking really good for the pirate system he's looking like a promising prospect a promising return in the holmes deal oh yep. also today in greensboro i don't know if you saw that they were up 19 11 at one point and a pair of first round prospects have been doing a lot of the work nick gonzalez three homers eight rbis <laughs> and henry davis two blasts as well I th- when was that today i thought uh i thought davis was on the IL. No, it might be a different Davis. I'm, I saw Davis had two home runs, and I thought it was Henry, because Jonah Davis, if we're talking about him, I don't think he's doing too much. Oh, wait, yeah, it's Davis the outfielder. Son of a bitch, they fooled me. But either way. Yeah, unfortunately, Henry Davis is on the IL with the oblique, so I, I would assume they're probably just going to shut him down. But, yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Paguero had two hits, Gonzalez Four hits, eight RBIs. That's crazy. Four for seven. <laughs> Triolo, he's been nice. Uh, four for five. He's been he's been good. Um, yeah, I will say, Greensboro, I need to get to a curve game next season when some of those guys starting start getting called up. Um, they are definitely nice. And just to touch back on Diego Castillo, Common theme, we like we like these middle infielders with a little bit of pop. He's got 16 home runs total in Double A this season in about 
what is it, 370 plate appearance. So that that's nice. And with the Pirates specifically, 282, 342, 445, and he's walking more than he's striking out. So you love to see that. Just 23, perhaps sometime next year, I would guess, he might get called up. Uh, we'll see. But, yeah, he's definitely good. And on fan graphs, they have him as a 40-plus future value. So that, that could potentially rise up to 45, 50 future values. So I uh, I definitely like what I've seen from him. And like you said, Greensboro, 19 runs today. And you look at Greensboro's record, they're 64 and 38. That team is stacked. Yep. So, and another nice little thing, Tanaj Thomas got the win today, even though he gave up four earned runs and the ERA is at 445. But not too bad, Tanaj Thomas, in the famous uh, Max Moroff slash Jordan Luplo deal. He's a nice little prospect for the Pirates. But, yeah, Greensboro's good. The Curve are good. Indianapolis, meh. They're not great, but it doesn't really matter. Those two teams. Bradenton, also really good at low A. So, the minor leagues, they're stacked. They are stacked for sure. And, uh... You'll love to see it. Yeah, no, I mean, if these prospects continue to deliver and, you know, they finally reach the majors, it's going to be an exciting generation for the for the Pittsburgh Pirates if they can continue to, uh, you know, do what they're doing now. Now, hopefully these they don't come up and flop, and obviously nobody wants that, especially with what Charrington's giving up to get them. But at the same time, holy crap, these guys, they're putting on a show down there, and I can't wait to see what they can bring in a few years. Hopefully they bring us a world title. Hopefully. Dare I say they're bringing in a new Pirates generation? Everybody shout. Let's go, Bucks. Let's go, Bucks. Quinn Friesen, <laughs> also uh, in Greensboro. He's been pretty good. 85 innings pitched. The ERA is at 286. You'll love to see that. So. Immaculate inning, inning under his belt. Yep, that was pretty awesome. So, and I think he had a 13 strikeout game last performance for him. Yeah, he's been really, he's been really picking it up. So good for him. Um, anything else before we hop off here? Um, also, keep your eye uh, eye on Shelby Miller. He's been doing pretty good down there in AAA, and I think if they're going to continue the roster shakeups, I think he's a contender to come up and pitch for the MLB if they want to see what he can give. Uh, but other than that, I am good to go. Shelby Miller, that's that's great. I'm just I'm trying to I'm looking up his stats now. I forgot he was even with the team. Me too, but he got the win today with Indy, so I was like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 3.09 ERA in AAA right now, just 23 innings pitch. Maybe, maybe he could be uh, a bullpen guy of sorts. We'll see what happens. 35 strikeouts. You'll love to see that. Just nine walks. He's only 30. I would not have guessed that. I thought he'd be a little older. It is funny. He was he was an all-star in 2014. Had his famous famous year we had a 302 ERA, but his record was 6 and 17. And I don't know if that messed with his mind a little bit, but ever since then, losing all those games, he's been terrible. But we'll see what happens. Perhaps the Pirates give him a chance. I want to say too I forgot that there's 
the rosters are only expanding from 26 to 28 for September call-ups. So we're not going to be able to see as many guys as I potentially thought we would, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And I, I think this year, I think they're going to see that 28 is not enough. And I think they might expand it a little bit more. As yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's like a, it's like a COVID thing, but I mean, can't make it 35. I mean, I think they but, could yeah. possibly seat them above the dugout because I know PNC Park don't fill up that much. So <laughs> why not? You definitely could. You definitely could. All right, Jake, where are we following you on Twitter at? You can follow me at underscore radio, Jake, for all your Pirates cynical needs. Yep. That's also what I do on Twitter. Pirates cynical needs at Nathan underscore Hirsch. And of course, check out Buck's dugout on Twitter. At Bucks Dugout. We will be back probably after the White Sox series. We'll see. If not, we'll be back after the Cubs series and uh, we'll be talking Buckos. Hell yeah. All right, friends. Have a great rest.